We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It's Thursday, October 20th. Uh, we're recording the Friday episode a little bit early. Uh, got myself, Shannon McEwen, at Roto Shannon, and Ken K. Train Kreitz. The podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Feel free to leave a nice review or else. Uh, you can also download and listen from the Rotowire website, Audio Boom, and there's probably other places too. I believe a positive review will help your daily fantasy lineups. This is true. You're, There's you're, a special magical point guard stardust if you give us a good review. Your DFS lineups uh, do better when you leave us good reviews, so <laughs> jump on that. All right, Ken, just you and I. No, no DJ oh, this week. We are off the rails. DJ keeps us in line. Yeah, I, I, just, I just take my shirt off now and start rubbing various ointments. Your your tops off, I'm bottoms off, so we're good. We're good there. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. Let's get at it, brother. Stay with us, folks. It's it's going to be a little bit sloppier than normal, but we're going to get through everything. Um, we're going to talk some top news today, uh, and then uh, since I missed last week's sleeper episode, which is like the, my favorite episode, we're going to talk sleepers again this week. Uh, my own, and and we can have Ken kind of rip into uh, the players that I'm picking. Um, and then we're going to do our Keeper League recap. We had the Rotowire staff Keeper League last night. Uh, so plenty oh, of content so there. So emotional. That was emotional. It was. It was a draining process. 
took about three and a half hours total. But uh, my we, kids were giggling and pointing from the the doorway of my my office. Every time. Every time they saw you, me swearing, they saw me crying. It was, it was sad. <laughs> Every time you made a pick, I giggled as well. So, <laughs> although my, my favorite moment when you drafted Myers Leonard, I just I cried like a baby. Oh, we'll get into that. We'll get. Into that. <laughs> All, right. All right, sir. Well, do you want to dive into the news, sir? Yes, let's go with the I top hate news. This first storyline bums me up. Go, go get get to it. Marcus Smart, Boston ah. guard. He's uh, out. A couple of weeks uh, with an ankle injury. And there's another report today um, that actually said, you know, he's iffy for the for the season opener. So a couple of weeks, one week, who knows what it really is. But it sounds like they are going to be cautious with it. Ben, or Ken, what's your takeaway there? Well, number one, shameless Celtic fan. So uh, very much the Homer attitude about this. But, you know, really letting Evan Turner go, the whole point was they needed to create more minutes for Smart. They do believe that he can improve his shot percentage, which admittedly was a little ugly, uh, you know, in the 30s, the first two years, but so fierce on defense. Uh, I'm also angry because I thought with our last draft pick, I'd get Terry Rozier uh, and didn't. And if, if he's out for an extended period, Rozier's the guy. But both both Smart and Rozier, they are defense oriented. I think this is tougher news at an NBA level than at a fantasy NBA level. Um but for what's supposed to be Smart's breakout year, you hate to see it start this poorly. You know, one guy that uh, from the Boston team that I feel like hasn't really gotten that much attention is Gerald Green. You know, he's been pretty good the last couple of years. Would he get more minutes if, Smart, if Smart's out? I guess. I I was a little surprised by that, Gerald Green. They've been such a great job of developing from within. They're struggling to get minutes for all these rookies they're getting. So, frankly, I didn't understand that, especially – with Jalen Brown in tow and trying to figure out how to get him minutes. I love me some uh, Jonas Jarebko, Swedish bird. So I didn't quite get, I don't get the green signing. Uh, it's almost as if they don't trust coach Stevens and his offensive rotations. I don't know. Maybe just it's so cheap. They couldn't resist. And obviously green's been in Boston before. So I, I think they know what they're signing up for. But I don't like it. I, I think, I mean, cheap, he was cheap. That's the biggest point. And it gives <laughs> yeah. him depth in the backcourt. I mean, if, if Green plays, it's going to be at the two or the three. I personally yeah. think he's a better fit at the two. Um, and in the last few years, I mean, he's developed into a decent three-point shooter. Um, not quite at the peak. Uh, back when he was with Phoenix in 2013, 2014, he hit like two and a half three-pointers per game and, and 40% clip. He hasn't been that the past two years, but he's still good for one and a half three pointers a game. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think outside of like Isaiah Thomas, I know some of the other guys can kind of shoot threes, but Boston's kind of hurting for the perimeter offense. They could. I mean, they've been so loaded with uh, defensive oriented shooting guards, Avery Bradley, Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart, though those guys are tweener guards. Honestly, actually, I would just throw Gerald Green on the pile of evidence that says Danny Ainge is still going to make a huge trade. And I think they just saw someone who's super cheap that maybe could be tempting in the throw-in multiplayer deal. Or if they do have to give up one of those aforementioned younger shooting guards, Green can plug a hole for a year if necessary. But uh, I don't know if he gets enough minutes, frankly, to replicate those uh, three-pointers per game that you mentioned. I mean, in Miami last year, he hit 1.23s a game, but playing 22 minutes, actually playing almost 23 minutes a game, and I just don't see him getting that kind of minutes with the Celtics. All right, so you're not very excited. We're going to move on, because I agree. I'm actually not thrilled about Gerald Green. I just think a lot of people probably forgot that he was on Boston this year. I mean, he he hasn't been talked about at all, right? I mean, he's there. He's there. (laughs) <laughs> He's there. <laughs> still getting, still cashing those checks, as uh, Jalen Rose would say. Cashing checks, so give him, give him credit for that. So the other big news item of the day, Anthony Davis, uh, he also has an ankle injury, but, but on the positive side, he's returning to action Thursday night. Um, you know, with, with how fragile he's been the last few years, it's certainly encouraging that he's coming back now. He's hopefully stays healthy these, these last couple games of the preseason and is ready to go for the regular season. Yeah. But that's, I mean, really the big question mark with him is, is he, is he healthy? How many games is he going to play? If he, he plays, he's, a walk, he's, he's like a walking board bet for what's the over under on how many games a year he plays. 
I dealt him to your brother a couple of years ago because I lost faith in him staying healthy. A, key, a crucial trade, by the way, on to me winning the Rotowire Keeper League. Thank you. Thank you. Ding dong. I'm rubbing the trophy now. But uh, only 61 games last year. Uh, you know, I think the over-under is maybe 64 games this year, and that's what kills his price, right? And especially in head-to-head, it feels like you set your lineups on Monday, and then Tuesday there's some no- noise about his shoulder or his ankle or uh, some other ailment, and he misses two out of three games. Just just that the unpredictability of him playing is the opposite of Jimmy Butler. Yeah, now I hear you. And, and really, that's the only question mark. With Anthony Davis, if he plays 75 games, he will be a top-five fantasy player this year. Yeah, but the point being, I, I feel like he drives a little nuts in head-to-head, but as you swooped in and wisely decided in our Keeper League, in a rotisserie format, those valleys aren't nearly as painful when he's out, and the counting stats are still all there. And, I mean, really, who else on this Pelican roster – is going to challenge him for shots on the offensive side of things. Oh, he's going to get his usage rates going to be through the roof when when he actually plays. So again, so I, I, the, I don't know if you're looking at his player page. You want to guess how many shot attempts a game he averaged last year? Seventeen, eighteen, and point six okay. as career high. And frankly, that probably goes up. I mean, it's been up every year. He's on the four years he's been with the Pelicans, and I imagine that goes up with. The the tragic holiday news with Evans hurt. I mean, certainly you hope uh, Buddy Hield plays well, but who else shoots on this miserable yeah. Pelicans? Team? I mean, no Eric Gordon, no Ryan Anderson this year. You're so right, right. Ev- you know, even when are you buying the Terrence Jones noise? DJ in last we, week's sleeper loving some Terrence Jones. I thought he was actually going to bid on him. I am. Where do you stand? I am, and Terrence Jones is actually one of my sleepers as well. His ADP on Yahoo right now is 146. Uh, I picked him up in our staff auction league last night as one of my reserve picks. Um, mm-hmm. I'm high, very high in Terrence Jones. I I just look at that roster. Um, I don't see how he doesn't stumble his way into 30 minutes per game. And with 30 minutes per game, he's a 12.8 rebound, one three-pointer, one block type of talent. Well, he's his own enemy. I mean, kind of like Davis. If he doesn't get 25 minutes a game, it's because he's not healthy, which has been his maybe say it's Achilles heel. But actually, it's all parts of his body that have uh, health issues. Maybe I think last year it maybe was underreported, but last year he kind of fell out of favor um, with the Rockets. Um, they had other options, Monty Junis and some other guys the last couple what, of years. Wasn't Demo out with the back issues too? Like Demo, the door yes. seemed wide open. Yeah, I mean they tried trading Demo midseason right. and ended up getting rejected. But there so was your Pistons. Was that your Pistons? Yes, yep, Demo yep. trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. The thing is, Demo was playing earlier in the season, or yeah. or even the previous year. Demo showed some showed some strides. And Terrence Jones just kind of seemed to fall out of favor. I think the talent's still there, um, and I will be surprised if he's not a top one, one hundred, top one hundred and ten fantasy player who aver- who has pretty good averages. Well, I'll counter. Here's the thing with Jones: he's either a ninety to a hundred player or two hundred plus because he's either going to be healthy and play great or have his same injury woes. But, you know, that yes. really, isn't that all you can ask of a late-round flyer? He has upside. You know, I, I'm trying to think of some of the guard, Like, I picked, oh, gosh, who did I pick? Wesley uh, Johnson my, with one of my last picks. And I'm like, the ceiling is so low on that guy. But exactly. I, was, I, couldn't, yeah. I could not find for the life of me any upside guy. Uh, Terrence Jones was long gone at that point. But, uh, really, late your late-round picks need to be guys that have the ceiling. And, frankly... If it doesn't show up early, that's who you're dropping at the free agent pool. But there's no point in grabbing, a, uh, like I did, a terrible Wesley Johnson late pick. Obviously, our keeper league's pretty deep. Perfect. Yep. That No, I agree. And that's perfect. perfect time to segue yes! into my sleepers. Uh, before we do... Before we, we need do, a we need a noise for Shannon. I've got my little choo-choo train horn. What well, you need a new a noise? Ah, we'll we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. Um, I my, think it's a, a lady swooning. Oh, oh of course, of course. My, <laughs> my wife would agree with you there. Um, exactly. that, that's one. How do we woman. report Katie going? Oh, oh man. <laughs> well, D, where is DJ? All Bring right, us back. Before, sleepers, brother. before we jump into sleepers, I just want to remind everyone um, we've got the Rotowire 
fantasy basketball championship uh, leagues on NFBKC that are currently up and running. Uh, Go to nfbkc.stats.com to check those out. Um, You can play against RotoWire experts. Ken and I had our draft last week. Uh, We're co-managing a team together. Um, There's other RotoWire experts who will be drafting. Um, I think the entry for those leagues is $350. Uh, with a $1,400 prize for first place, and then you'd also be eligible for the $10,000 top prize for uh, across all NFBKC championships. So it's it's great fun, highly competitive leagues, and I highly recommend them. Uh, once again, NFBKC, nfbkc.stats.com. Run by the good people at Stats, Inc. All right. You ready for Let's some- dive into your sleepers, brother. Let's do it. Hey, so we talk- I, I, sense, I sense a theme in your sleepers, um, which is the constant need for point guards. I, I, I do really like the sleepers at the point guard position this season. Um, number one option being D'Angelo Russell. Um, mm. I've talked about him a little bit this year already. Uh, but I love me some D'Angelo Russell. Um, his ADP on Yahoo is 80. Um, to me, that just is highly undervalued. I view him as an easy top 50 fantasy player. Wow. Um, and he was a DFS darling of yours last year at the second half, I recall. Whenever Kobe wasn't playing, he was great last year. His usage right. rate was through the roof. Like he's, he's, he's got so much talent. There's a reason why he's considered the future franchise player for the Lakers, and I think we're going to see that this season. I mean, I will be surprised if he doesn't average 20 points – five or six assists, four or five rebounds, a couple three-pointers, and a steal and a half per game. The only question mark for me is his his shooting percentage from the floor. But even if he wasn't horrible last year, I think he'll easily get about 42%. So for me, I I like him. And in my hometown league, I actually I got to a point. I was, I was uh, the fourth round, uh, pick number 34. I picked D'Angelo Russell. Wow. Um, wow. That's not sleeper territory, sir. Well, that's that's how highly I, I think of him going into this season. I, I uh, well let me give it let me give my positive and negative thought on that. Number one, when you look at this Laker depth chart, I don't see how anyone but Russell takes the most shot attempts per game. You know, I Clarkson and Williams are gonna split time at two and frankly probably should. Ingram may even see some time there. You got Dang and Ingram uh, sharing time at small forward. Julius Randle, they're they're not running plays for him. They're expecting him to score uh, on the post uh, through offensive rebounds and whatnot. And Timothy Mozgov, they've just decided to pay him a lot to stand in the key. I don't see how anyone shoots more than Russell. Do you agree? Oh, of course. I mean, (laughs) right, right, right. The negative is, and it's kind of the, the theme with a lot of these up and coming point cards is that the field goal punting field goal percentage scares me. He could easily shoot with this increase. You know, he could, he, he shot 41% last year. He, he, he could stay that low with higher volume. Uh, and, and that's where you got to look at the rest of your roster. If you can, you can afford all these missed shots. So in, in games without Kobe Bryant last year, uh, D'Angelo Russell averaged, 18.7 points per 36 minutes, four, 4.7 rebounds. He had an assist percentage of 26%. His usage rate was 28%. I mean, these are like superstar caliber numbers that he was putting up, and I really think we're going to see that as soon as this year. I mean, there's certainly going to be strides. He's not going to come out and be one yeah. of the five best point guards this year. Uh, no. But statistically, I, it, also because that team's going to lose a ton of games, so he won't be thought of that way. But statistically, yeah, I think he's. I think he could be one of the top five. What, fantasy would you po- say? Would you say his Yahoo ADP was? I love how you have that at your fingertips there. Eighty. Eighty. So, hey, anytime you get a productive point guard in the seventh plus round, that's just well, money. No, but and that's so- competitive drafts. He's not going eighty. I mean, in our NFBKC draft last week, he went in the fifth round, I believe. And maybe sixth. It was fifth or sixth round. I would have I would have grabbed him in the fifth, but we were already we were already uh, full. We had point guard covered. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's actually we started point guard. Yeah, we started. I mean, we had a point guard. First, two of our first three picks were point guards. But that was yeah. that's actually one of my frustrations is 
We picked, we picked Kemba <laughs> we Walker. We took point guards when we should have been taking bigs. We took Walker and probably should have gone for a center there. Yeah, and uh, we picked Kemba Walker with in the third round, and, and totally fine. He's, he's projected to be a top 25 player. I think right, he'll right. be fine for us. But I actually think D'Angelo Russell will be just as good at fan, you know, fantasy production, be just as good as Kemba Walker this year. So I, I think that's your learning there is knowing D'Angelo Russell is out there can let you reach a little on a big you like earlier in your draft. How's yes, that for- yes, that's definitely true. That's definitely and that, true. That's a good segue into the other upside sleeper point guard you've selected this season. Uh, Emmanuel Moutier. Uh, Moutier, to me, it's it's amazing. I got him last night in our auction for about $5. Um, I expect him to go for at least twice that much. Um, his ADP on Yahoo is 127. Um, he's, he's not, his, his upside isn't as high this season for D'Angelo yeah. Russell, but based on my eyeball test and watching him play last year, I think he's going to be a future all-star. Um, I love him this year. I think people are just, people look at the, the huge turnover numbers and the, the field goal percentage from last year, 36%. Um, yeah. and they, they're scared away, especially in rotisserie. Well, um, that, that's what, that's exactly what I, I was thinking about going after you with Moutier. Um, though I'm playing for now versus long term. I think if I wasn't so now oriented, I I'm with you hundred percent. He's only 20. Uh, he's, they, you know, they're not going to challenge him in Denver for many years to come. Uh, yeah, the 36.4% field goal is a little scary. I bet he's still under 40 this year, but I assume that only improves over the next three or four years. I, I expect to see we'll see pretty good uh, improvements in field goal percentage and turnovers this year. I don't think it'll be monumental, and he'll become you know an uber efficient player overnight. Um, but I think we'll see modest or good enough improvements that it won't be a complete drain on your fantasy squad. I mean, just from a talent perspective, I mean, it's a six five, uber talented, uber athletic point guard who's yeah. going to have pretty much free reign on that team. I mean, like D'Angelo yeah. Russell, he's he's considered a key franchise piece for the for the Denver Nuggets. So I love Moody yeah. this year. Well, and looking at your Rotowire keeper team, you needed some point guards. You, I should have bid you up if I had known how point guard weak your team was just to get you to spend some more coin. Oh, yeah, I, I would have. Um, I There are other point guards. I would have went somewhere else if he got too expensive. Um because I'm playing for this year too, even if it doesn't look like it right now. Uh, <laughs> he's your—I mean, Monta Ellis is a tweener, but he's your lone dedicated point guard. No, no, he's not even a point. Yeah, he's not a point guard. I mean, Jeff Teague's starting point guard for that team. I have—I have like five or six guys who will all average four assists. You know, four between four or five assists. I'm hate, I'm hoping Moutier because I have like Gordon Hayward. I'm hoping I'm hoping Moutier takes a step up and is averaging six or seven, which I think he might be able to do this year. Yeah. Um, a couple other sleepers have Jeremy Lynn ADP on Yahoo is 97. Um, I'm pretty sure if you're listening to a fantasy basketball podcast, you've probably heard a lot of hype about Jeremy Lynn. Uh, to me, he's a top 60, 75 player. So 97, if I can get him 10, 20 spots before that, I'm doing it. I think he's going to, he's going to easily, uh, Another another case of except for Brooke Lopez, who's going to shoot on this team? Yeah, like Bogdanovich will, you know, he'll catch and shoot a little, but I I see a whole lot of uh, pick and roll with Lynn and Lopez, and that practically being their entire offense. The the (laughs) Nets, you know, the Nets have like just their dearth of talent means that guys like not only Jeremy Lynn, but a guy like Trevor Booker. Might might be a really yeah. good fantasy option this year. Like that's how bad that team is. That's how bad that speaks more to the Nets than it does to Trevor Booker. Yeah. Frankly, that, exactly. Um, and and I'd be remiss. So you missed last week's sleeper, uh, DJ Trainer all over Justin Hamilton. He thinks he's going to be, if not starting, uh, seeing six man off the bench, power forward position for the Nets. I don't necessarily see that happening, but that's how bad this team is. It could happen. Why not? No one, no one on this team's any good. We'll see. I think Justin Hamilton's opportunity would be if Brooke Lopez is, gets hurt or traded. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, okay, we've got one more point guard on my sleeper list. Ish Smith. He is his ADP is one thirty six on Yahoo. Um, 
This is not because I'm a Pistons fan. It's because I am legitimately worried about Reggie Jackson's health. Um, oh, okay. You know, he had his PRP injection lately, uh, recently, and I think they're projecting him to miss about four to six, first four to six weeks of the regular season. Um, I don't know, man. It, he had issues with the knee last year. It's lingered on. They're just now taking care of things now. Um, I'm just worried that the issue is going to continue to crop up or maybe be worse than what's what's been reported so far. So that's well, and SVP when he commits to a guy, they get major minutes. So uh, yeah, with Jackson, even if Jackson does come back late November, like we've got on the site, that still means a heck of a lot of minutes for Smith between now and then. And at a 150 pick, starting minutes for over a month is pretty darn good value. Yes, it really is. It really is. Um, that's my convoluted, awkward way of saying, I agree with you. There you go. <laughs> You're a smart man. I expect you I expect you to agree with all of this. <laughs> all right, we already talked Terrence Jones some, and I, you know what I love about Jones is the upside for a super late pick. Let's go to Utah. Who do you like out in Utah, sir? I love me some Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood doesn't get enough respect. Sure showed some moments last season. He did, and I think I think people – either are just ob- oblivious to that fact, uh, um, have chose to chosen to ignore it. I'm not really sure, but he was actually really good last year. I mean, yes, Alec Burks, uh, missed most of the season or yeah, v- most of the season because of injury and, and that opened up playing time for hood, but hood's pretty much locked into that starting spot. Now, I mean, last year, his second year in the league, he averaged 32 minutes, 14 and a half points, 3.4 rebounds, uh, just under one steal per game, and two three-pointers. Um, decent percentages, 42% uh, and 80, 86% from the line. But really, it's it's the three-pointers. Um, he's going to improve there. He's going to shoot and, even more. And Alec Burke year. out with an ankle issue to early November, which is only merely opening the door even more. Are you worried about Hood's value and Alec Burke's returns? Not really, because he's. I think Burke is is – already slotted into that like sixth man role running the second unit. I mean, even when he was healthy before he got hurt last year, that was kind of where they always deployed him, And he had success doing that. I think it's the same thing this season. Um, and, and on top of that, you've got Gordon Hayward who is going to be out the yeah. first four to six weeks of the regular season. They're going to well. need some scoring. They're going to need some scoring. Yeah. And they, they've got help. I mean, you've got George Hill coming to town. Uh, Joe Johnson was brought in. But that's the speedster, Joe Johnson. Right, right. And, and, <laughs> but these guys weren't brought in to take minutes from from a guy like Rodney Hood. You know, they're they're not going to steal minutes from. I think they're brought in to take minutes away from a guy like Joe Ingles. Yes, <laughs> who just got an alarming amount of minutes every time Joe Ingles was on the court. You're like, really? They're playing Joe Ingles still? Really? What the hell's going on? If people, I think people are sleeping on Rodney Hood. I mean, six eight shooting guard. Um, Good, you know, good for a couple three pointers game from a couple three pointers game. And he's pretty athletic. Um, good I Duke think, pedigree. Yeah, exactly. I think we're going to see improvements from him this year, and with his ADP in like the one hundred five, one ten range right now, um, I would certainly jump on him twenty picks before then. Ooh, so you like him in the seventh round? Seventh, eighth round, definitely. All right, well said. I, you know what? I've got another draft tomorrow night. I'm gonna, I'm gobbling up Hood. You've convinced me. All right. Um, last guy on my sleeper list, Jermichael Green. Minutes, minutes, minutes. Big man for the Memphis Grizzlies. His ADP on Yahoo is uh, 139. Last night during our auction league, I don't think he was picked until the reserve draft. If I'm Went in like mistaken. second round. I was pissed. I went two oh. picks before my I had the I had the turn because of my first place finish. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um but I, but what meant twenty two picks would occur, and it was just agonizing. I'd have my guy sort of queued up, and then they get taken, and someone else would. That's but Jer- it, yeah, that's how it always Jermichael, works, man. Yeah, Michael Green was on my um, was on my sleeper list going into last night, and the big point being starting ahead of Zach Randolph, I, I believe, right, sir? Yes, yes, starting power forward for the Memphis Grizzlies um, last year when. Uh, Marcus Saul and, and Randolph missed some time as well. And Grizzlies big men missed some time. Green stepped in, was pretty productive. Um, he's looked really good this preseason. 
he's going to be starting. I mean, he, he's starting for the Grizzlies. That's all you need to know. I mean, he's going to be good for 26 to 30 minutes a game. Um, Randolph will certainly see lots of run off the bench, but Randolph, but Randolph, 35 old. years old. Yeah. 35 Randolph, years old. He's ancient. He is the same age as me. He is a dirty old man. <laughs> um, I, man, I'd kill for 35 years old. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Marcus All hasn't been. Uh, he hasn't exactly been the, the healthy. Coming off injuries, exactly. Coming off injuries. He's had yeah, injuries. No, no, there's. Yeah, no. I, I, I love me some Jamichael Green as a late round pick. And frankly, again, late rounds take guys with upside. Somebody's going to get a minutes. Green's only twenty six. Last year was really his first opportunity to get some run. Um, he's going to be over twenty minutes a, a, a game this year. Uh, I love the logic behind all these sleepers, sir. Now, let me – I want to voice my frustration um, at this point because there's no way Jermichael Green should have lasted until I reserve pick. Um, essentially, I'm going to set the table for, for you listeners. Our auction league, after you – during the auction, you fill your active roster, um, and then we have a reserve and minor or D-leaguer draft afterwards. Um, yep. For the auction, though, you can only bid on players – and nominate players who you have an open position for. Um, you can't bid, you can't pay for bench, which I always, uh, yeah, frustrates yep. me. So yeah. if you if you only have a center position um, left available in your active roster, then you can only bid on centers. You can only nominate centers in the in the auction. Um, that was the position I was in last night. Um, you had a guy like Jamichael Green available. I wanted him so bad. But, you would have paid a dollar. In fact, oh, I, I, once again, I, I left money on the table and couldn't spend it because my roster was full, as I believe you you had to occur as well. No, I actually spent all my money last night, but oh, re- sorry. I usually don't um, in that league. But but the problem is, Jermichael Green should be center eligible on CBS, and he's not. There were I felt I felt like during our auction there were only like twenty five players who were center eligible, and most of whom are oh, garbage. Yeah. Uh, CBS is a corporate partner of RotoWires. I need to find a polite way to <laughs> nudge them a little to follow our position eligibility. I, I mean, similarly, dude, I, I have uh, Jared Sullinger is only available at center. Yeah, I you mean, tell me Sully can't play power forward. That's absurd. It, it's ridiculous. And and to me, I mean, when you have like I have guys like Marcus Aldridge, um, Anthony Davis on my team. Now, I, I'll I'll fully admit those guys are power forwards, but yeah. on most other sites, you know, if you go to Yahoo, they're center eligible. Um, for the NBA in particular, I think position eligibility should be pretty lax. There shouldn't be uh, there there. You don't need well, to start ten games at center to be considered a center or to be center eligible, in my opinion. True, um, though I think the learning for our takeaway for our listeners here is check the rules. Uh, you know, of your league and you've got to figure out which position and usually it's center, but figure out which position is there the most scarcity because you, and then know, okay, which of these players are eligible there? I used yes. in the old days, uh, I would always have my cheat sheet. And then my second sheet, frankly, was just centers because in the old rotisserie, especially before head to head and all this, it was always the centers where the most scarcity existed and you'd reach on guys. Some leagues are still set up that way. It all depends on your flex rules. But uh, figure out before your draft or auction starts which of the three positions has the most scarcity and then who is available in that particular spot. Yeah, and my problem was I assumed a lot of guys were going to have center eligibility because they do on other sites. Um, right. But that wasn't the case on this site. Well, and the my league- man, my man, Jorge Dang, was center and forward last season but cbs resets going into each season yes yes and uh Diang started as a forward only last year earned forward center in the season and then somehow is starting again at forward i think davis will earn center i'm hopeful Diang earns center but right now i i lack real flexibility as you do because of these uh stricter rules i don't know why cbs does that if if Jer- if jermichael green were eligible at center i would have spent Ten dollars easy on him in the in the auction. Player, <laughs> I like him a lot. I like him a lot this year. Um, that's like that's that's seven percent of budget right there. There you go. Um, so all right, the, we've been talking about the the keeper league auction already, but let's let's dive in. Let's let's go full bore into this and, and okay. really. I'm going to start. I'm going to start. 
where I followed some advice from our own Nick Whalen, who's also in the Rotowire Keeper League, but on 120 Sports reiterated this, and I'd seen other columns. He was saying he doesn't understand why people are ignoring Kevin Love, often letting him slip to the third round in many drafts. And I frankly concurred. If anything, they want to rest James more in Cleveland. It's all about getting, you know, doing well in the playoffs. The regular season won't nearly be as meaningful. The East doesn't look any more challenging than it was last year. And I followed all his logic and very happy to pay 24 bucks out of 160 for Kevin Love. And I would urge others to see if the leagues, if there's similar hate for Love, jump on that. I or One, I agree. I, I love me some Kevin Love this year. I think he's only going to improve with Cleveland in his third season. Um, he started to kind of find his groove last year with them. Uh, played a little bit better down the stretch and, and in the playoffs, especially, I mean, in the finals, the last couple games. Um, I like Kevin Love this year. I think he'll have the best stats he's had since go, going to Cleveland. Um, yeah. I think $24 is a good price for Kevin Love. It's just, double, double, and over two threes a game. Yep. The only bummer is for a power forward to shoot 43% isn't great, but... Eh, I mean, you are getting threes with with Kevin Love. Yeah, you're going to get threes. Those threes are really valuable coming from a guy who averages that many rebounds. His percentages will be okay. Um, really, the only the only problem is he's not averaging four and a half assists per game like he did when he was in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, and defensive stats are lacking, um, but yeah. but he's still a great piece to have. So I was jealous when you got him for twenty four, um, but I'm also going to call you out, Ken. You had that initial like regret when you first got it. <laughs> I did. 24. I went from high fiving myself to then like looking at the remain. Basically, the regret was all based on I had like forty bucks left, and I spent twenty four on love, and I went into panic mode. Uh, but then, after a few other players were greatly overpaid, realized, oh right, 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 you got to overpay a little early. And then there's always that, like, we, we hit that point both with the draft of reserves as well as the $1 spends to fit guys into your last roster spots. It's just a big grab over crappy, mediocre guys. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's why there's the huge overpay. And, you know, I paid 24 for love when the Rotowire actually, and by the way, if you don't have the Rotowire NBA draft kit, you can get a sign. You can enter the rules of your league and get an auction value for every player in the NBA. Uh, I entered the Rotowire Keeper League into it, and it gave an auction value of $20. But 24 for 20 frankly, in the crazy high-bid world of the Rotowire Keeper League, was really just fine, and I was very happy with it once I had time to think about it. But you're right, I had a moment of panic. Now, I'm going to run through your other uh, auction <laughs> Auction wins from last night. Um, I know where you're going. Next. So Dar- Darren Collison, nineteen dollars, um, and then had then- to have a point guard. Had to have a point guard. Point guard scarcity. And, and he, he was the to me. He was the last meaningful point guard on the board. You had already taken Moutier, who probably I should have gone in on at six or seven bucks. But uh, yeah, I was hoping to with collision suspension. I still think this will be true in the regular average Joe draft. People will shy away from collision. They'll think of it. They won't realize he's starting every game for Sacramento. I had him as my top priority coming into the draft because I frankly didn't have much money going into the auction. And you're right, though. He got he came up very late. I wasn't going to bring him up. And I thought he'd go cheap. And I wound up paying about nine more bucks than I thought. Yeah, he was more expensive than I expected him to be. Um, I do think, you know, after after he returns from his suspension, You'll have a productive player. He's going to be a starting point guard for the Kings um, until they make a trade for someone. Um, I'm at, <laughs> I'm on, I have no faith in Ty Lawson getting his act together. No, no, you're probably right there. I'm actually surprised that the Kings weren't one of the teams who, like the Bulls acquired uh, Michael Carter-Williams uh, this yeah. past week. I'm surprised that the Kings weren't in on that because it just seems like they really need a point guard, especially a younger guy. Williams can't shoot. As no, proven. no, not at all. But, um, but that didn't if, stop Rondo last year. So <laughs> I would, I would rather have him. If, I, if I'm running the Kings, I would rather have him be the starting point guard this year than, than Collison or Ty Lawson. I'd re- certainly over Ty Lawson. Yeah. I'd rather, I think he'd make a great backup. 
Uh, well, you know, they just clearly didn't have a quality asset like Tony Snell, the deal. <laughs> there you go. Um, Please note sarcasm in said statement. So, and I actually, I think they did dangle. Um, I think there was a rumor that Ben McLemore, um, the Kings might have offered, or not offered Ben McLemore, that the Bucks were trying to get Ben McLemore, um, and, really? the, and the Kings turned it down. Um, it is insanity to me, really? Which to me that would have been a fair trade. I mean, McLemore hasn't worked out. Yeah, I mean, McLemore hasn't worked out. MCW is not needed for Milwaukee anymore. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they both have the pedigree, but neither are producing um, no. like star caliber players right now. Well, right. Let's go to your. Let's go to your keeper team. And first of all, tell the tell the valuable listeners the name of your squad. Putting the the Herzonia. I love you. Love that. Love that name. Well done. Okay. No All right. I, I didn't know if anyone would get it. <laughs> I got it. I got it right away. I loved it. You know how terrible I am at uh, international players' names. That's why I asked you to say oh, it. But it's uh, so yeah. love Put in the Hazonia. Um, Put in the Hazonia. <laughs> I'm awkwardly laughing alone uh, here in the in the Rotowire East office at that right. title. <laughs> <laughs> so we we talked about Moodyay. I got Moutier for $5. I'm very thrilled about that. He, Like I said, he's one of my, my sleepers that I'm targeting this year. Um, my big ticket buy. Was, Are you happy about Moutier? Or what's your biggest, happiest player? Which I think is where you're going. But tell me your biggest, happiest. I, long term, it's Moutier. I love the $5 Ooh, value. You um, like that more than Anthony Davis. I do. I do. Because I think, I like I said, I think Moutier is a future like perennial all-star. So... I think this $5, I'm going to be laughing in everyone's face when, maybe not this season, but the next two years after that when he's $5, and then years three, four, five, when I have him for $10, I'm going to be laughing about it. This is my prediction for your squad. I, I heard you say you're competing for now, but I think your team's middle of the pack, struggling with the lack of point guards, but you're able to trade Davis for a mint, and no. you then... You win year two or three from now. That's the, what I think. The only – all right. So Anthony Davis was my big ticket buy. I got him for $36. Um, this is a guy who went for like $50 plus two years ago. Right. Um, and he's going to have a two-week run where he just is amazing and fills up the box score. He's going – And unless you're in the top three of our league, you have to deal him when he that will, occurs. He will do – no, because it, I, I don't agree with that for a couple of reasons. All right. One – the, his entire run, whenever he's healthy, will be amazing. If he's healthy, he's a top. He, he's my point. He will not be healthy when he okay. gets when right. he plays three healthy weeks in a row. You deal him. That's basically what I if, did with your brother a couple of years ago. That he, I didn't get the value out of. If like, he were but, priced at fifty dollars, yes. But here's the thing: I think I don't think this is a guy who's going to continue to have injury problems. There's been other star players. You look at like Steph Steph Curry. You know, he was you couldn't touch him because of his ankle issues. When he signed that forty four year, forty five million dollar deal with the Warriors, people were like, Ooh, that's kind of risky. This guy's got bad ankles. Now look at him. Like it's it's the best contract in the history of the NBA. I, I'm not buying I worry Davis's injuries are not just in one location. It's not they're not foot no, that's why it's better. It's better that they're all not in one okay. location. And it, it's not like foot injuries that are going to end a career um, like you've seen with, with uh, Yao well, Ming. Do and, yourself a favor. Just shop him in the league. It won't happen. Here's, he has a three-week run. The only just, way— Just try, t- test the waters. First of all, everyone, everyone else's team is garbage in this league. So <laughs> I will be middle of the pack, but it's middle of the pack full of, of garbage teams. Second— <laughs> <laughs> only way, only way I start selling off pieces is if Anthony Davis gets hurt. If Davis gets hurt, then I start playing for next year. If Davis is healthy, I'm actually gonna. Tr- I'll trade away a guy like like Herz- Hazonia or Buddy Heald. I'll trade away one of those younger, cheaper assets that I have, my draft picks for next year, for other players who can complement Anthony Davis this season. But I'm not. The only way I'm giving up and selling off for this year is if Anthony Davis gets hurt. So, you know, I mean, based on the on his history, there's a good chance he'll get hurt. But I, I'm going to play it out yeah. until that happens. Uh, let's see. Let's see where we're. Uh, we'll, we'll, this sounds like a future pod topic. 
come December-ish. Sure, December-ish. we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it plenty. So, Buddy uh, Heald... Is, is anyone still listening to this podcast? Do we need to wrap things up, you think, sir? We'll be done here in a few minutes. <laughs> Buddy, what Buddy, else on the, the Herzonga team do you want to talk about? Well, yeah, I, got, I got Buddy Heald for $6. Uh, love, I love that. Love, love his that. upside. Um, I was out of guard spots. When you brought up Heald, I was out of guard spots. I was pissed. I, I had him highlighted. Love his... Here's what I love about Heald. Great free throw percentage, which way too often... You know, I was giving annoying old man advice for drafts. Uh, after printing a second list for the most scarce position, I like to highlight uh, top free throw percentage guys because I feel like that's the one thing that gets the most overlooked, especially in rotisserie drafts. No, it's it's good, good, definitely a good category to highlight. Um, Heald will be good there. Um, much like uh, his college career, I expect Heald to – have his struggles early on and grow as a player. Um, he's going to be inconsistent at times this year, but years two and three of this contract that I have on is what I'm really excited for. Um, so yeah, I love the, I love the heel pick. Um, I got Monte Ellis, uh, for $15, which is actually about $5 more than I wanted to pay on him, but it was the point of the draft where scarcity of point guards and what? he's a Vermont tree hugger, you know, trophy. he's got a championship ring. There was no, there were, <laughs> there were no other $15 or there was no one else to spend $15 on at that point of the auction. Um, that was three or four players plus or minus my daring collision overspend. Yeah. He, he was the, basically the last option there. Um, yeah. so I had to spend the money somewhere, spend it on him. I wasn't targeting him before the draft, but he'll give me 14, four and a couple, you know, a, a three pointer and a steal a game. So it'll be good enough. Um, so that's you know, when, it co- when it comes to helping our listeners, when I look at your team, is the ceiling is the window closed for Bradley Beal being a star player in the NBA? You, you kept him pretty cheap in your keeper league, but you know Buzz was pretty high a few years ago. What's happened to Bradley Beal, sir? But Buzz was pretty high the season before last, like two seasons ago. Um, yeah. He opened up that campaign, and I remember I actually wrote a blog about it um, about ten games into the 2014-2015 season, I wrote that he was the best player on the Wizards. Um, And he was playing like it at the time. It turned out not to be true. He's dealt with a lot of injuries since then. But it it was only two years ago. He's only, what's this, his fourth year? And and now a lot of stories coming out that he and Wall hate each other, which is not good since those two are, frankly, tied at the hip in Washington for a long time. But, uh, yeah, yeah, what is the ADP on Beal now in Yahoo? I'll, I'll look that up. I'm I'm still a believer in Beal. I think with Beal, the you know the big thing is just is he going to stay healthy? Um, so I don't touch him till the seventh round personally in a twelve standard league. Well, and I think that's probably where he's going is right in that that yeah. that yeah. seven seven eight round range. I know in my hometown league, he went in the ninth round, which I I mean that's mm. a ten team league, so it would have been uh, pick uh, eighty six. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you know, somewhere between like 75 and 90 is probably where you're going to pick them. Um, I look, I mean, comparable players who were picked in that range in my hometown league, Jordan Clarkson, Robert Covington, Avery Bradley. Give me Brad Beal over those guys all day long. Yeah, agreed. Um, because agreed. he Maybe. has top 30 potential. He, it, yeah. If he stays healthy, he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. He's the, yeah, agreed. All right, any before we get to the close here, any frustrations, any bad moves, any regrets? The one, you know, we touched on the center position thing, and I just didn't do my due diligence there and uh, prep for for the lack of center eligible players on CBS. Um, also, if I would have known before, you can't be feeling good about Al Jefferson. No, no, and I honestly, he was the only center eligible player with two legs left. Um, so I just took him as, as my last roster fill. Um, there were a hundred power forwards. I rather would have selected. Um, the reason why I did take a stab on Jefferson was because I'm not as big of a believer in my, in miles Turner breaking out this season. Um, I love miles Turner and I think he's long-term a great player. Uh, but I just, I think Al Jefferson has enough in the tank to carve out 25, 28 minutes. And He's the type of player who can still put up a, a pretty decent stat line in that amount of run. Well, maybe we should make a deal. I've got four centers. I've got, again, to the CBS craziness, Jared Sullinger, only a center. Yep. Cody Zeller, only a center. It's crazy. 
They do have Cousins, a center and a forward, and DeAndre Jordan. But maybe there's a small-scale Sullinger or Zeller deal there. No, uh, we can there, there, I could have picked, <laughs> those were those were two of the guys without legs who I could have picked, <laughs> and I passed on them because they're so horrible. Sully is going to get crazy minutes. In no, Toronto. he's not. He's garbage. He is going to get crazy. Oh, this sounds like a wager. What's our he's wager? Here? Big baby two point Like he's not good. So I'm okay. No, with but it. nor so. But they've already established that. Pat, uh, Peterson's only going to be has Patrick Peterson for some active God is only allowed to come off the bench for Toronto. They gave him the starting job. Literally the day they signed him, he's going to play. Anyway, I mean, I'll I believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. I don't, right. I don't expect him to do anything more. You than don't what care he, for Cody Zeller either. N- no, Cody Zeller was one of the guys I wanted him. And I, I nominated Co- Cody Zeller and you overbid me. Um, I was at my $3 max. Yeah. I only had $3 left. Um, no, I'm good, man. I, first thing I said, when I walked into the office today, I told everyone, Hey, I need a center. Um, if you have one, make trade with me, but I don't want your garbage centers. You don't want Cody Zeller. Look, I'm not pretending that they're top line guys. I'm just trying to give us each roster flexibility. That's all. If you want to trade me like Cody Zeller for a mid round draft pick next year, I'll do it. Mid round draft pick. There's no one on your roster you'll give up for Cody Zeller. Um, Al Jefferson. <laughs> I'm good. I'm All good. Right. <laughs> All right. All right, sir. Well, is it time for uh, anything you want to say to the listeners, but the four that are still listening before we uh, hit the outro? Just uh, remember to rate and review us. Check out NFK, NFBKC. .stats.com. Uh, thanks for listening and putting up with just Ken and I. The uh, three amigos <laughs> will return next week. All right, Ken, take us away. I, and I, I'll also say, uh, if you haven't had your draft yet, by all means, subscribe to rotowire.com for our NBA draft kit. You can put in all the rules of your league and get customized draft or auction values uh, based on your league rules. And with that, let's head to the outro. Again, we're going to stick with NBA legend Charles Barkley, who said to Kenny Smith, Hakeem could never kick your ass because you were too close kissing his. Adios, amigos! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.